Hello, and welcome to the Preserve and Illuminate podcast, where my dad Nick Benson and Justin Moss talk about being salt and light in a bland and dark world. Welcome back to the Preserve and Illuminate podcast, where we like to talk about being salt and light in a bland and dark world. Uh, My name is Nick Benson, and as always, joined by my brother Justin Moss. Hi, Nicholas. What's up, Justin? Welcome back Yay. to another week. We made it. We did. <laughs> another successful week. Another Friday. Um, thank you for those that are, are uh, joining in and listening in. We just uh, encourage, if you haven't already, to like or share um, or even rate the, um, the podcast as you uh, feel fit. And uh, we appreciate uh, the higher ratings, if possible. <laughs> if you actually... Uh, you know, appreciate the the time and the and the word that the the Lord gives to us as we appreciate this time to even you know talk and and uh, sharpen each other because um, it seems like every week the timing of uh, of the Lord is always so perfect as far as like um, topics and, and things to talk about go and and I couldn't uh, agree more even more this week because uh, we're literally talking about one word and there's so many. <laughs> Layers to this word, right. so many uh, directions we can go with this one word, um, but it's very timey, timely because uh, as far as like our men's study, we're just going through mm-hmm. chapter eleven and twelve in Second Samuel, talking about David's sin and uh, and the, the how he um, was kept accountable and then repented as far as um, you know coming clean from that sin, but then also the consequences that led from that sin. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also the same thing as far as the women's study. I know they, you know, because I'm talking to my wife, um, and we go back and forth with um, our studies to sharpen each other as well. But they're going through James, and mm-hmm. and uh, between James one through chapter, you know, chapter one to chapter three, it, it talks a lot about uh, where sin comes from and how it derives and where it ends. Um, so it's really timely. But that's being said, during one of those study times uh, in our group, in the men's group. Uh, one of the brothers said, um, what we really need to do is study the disposition of sin. Mm. And when I heard him, I was like, man, that's that's like a good point. I need to really study on, on sin. I, I didn't catch the word disposition being disposition of sin being actually a, like a layer or a flavor of sin mm-hmm. because it's like, you know, the you're like your motive and your will, like what, who you've you know, or what you've made yourself to be, you know, like, because you, you, you think you know it all, or you think you like are God at that point, you kind of take it over. Mm. So I think, and he was using that as far as David's concerned, because David fell into like a complacency in his walk and his duties and became disobedient because of it. And that was that disposition, disposition of sin, like mm-hmm. within his own self. So, you know, that kind of like, that really struck a chord for myself um, but then even looking forward in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be celebrating Easter and Resurrection Day. Mm-hmm. So to know what sin is and to, you know, kind of pick that apart a little bit to know why uh, why Jesus was here and what he did, what he did as far as uh, Easter goes, as far as Good Friday and Resurrection Day goes. So mm-hmm. um, that being said, kind of opening it up there, um, what what was on your heart and mind when, when we, we decided on this topic? Yeah, there was a lot at, at first, you know, when we, we talked about the topic, I, I thought to myself, all right, this is going to be cool. And then like, <laughs> I, like I sat down to prepare and I was like, where do I start? Mm-hmm. Like, there's just so much, yep. not because, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, however you look at it, not because I didn't have much to, to, to research or look up or even to understand experientially or not, but just because, you know, that word, it's only three letters <laughs> is, is basically the destruction of man. Hmm. And, you know, in order to, to, to fully understand it, you know, we would have to obviously define it, which I'll do in a second, but also describe and understand like what sin is and what it is to, to God. Mm-hmm. Cause that's, that's where the offense actually comes. Mm-hmm. You mentioned earlier about man becoming their own God and you just basically saying, well, you know, I could justify this, this, and this. Right. Um, and that's why, and you begin to create this gap you know, between you and God. And, you know, that started in the garden of Eden and is fully manifesting itself every day in man, you know, as, as, as we draw closer to, uh, to, uh, to making it to heaven here. So real quick, two, two definitions. 
um, of sin. I, I use the Oxford, um, and it says an immoral act considered to be a transgression against divine law. It's interesting that last little word, right? It says law, right? Mm-hmm. Where when we when we think of sin, we we think of at least us as Christians, we look at you know that offense to God. The secular view of it is more of a law, mm-hmm. and that's where the grace of God is completely misunderstood, mm-hmm. where people are like, well, this is a law, but if nobody catches me, then have I really broken it? And you mm-hmm. begin to kind of go in this like abusive mm-hmm. of the law, like, you know, we all speed, right? We all speed, you know, because nobody's looking, but when there's a cop behind you, you're willing to do the the speed limit, right? Maybe if he's going faster, you're like, oh, well, he's going fast. Yeah. I could go fast. Still justify it. <laughs> still <huh>? justified. Still <laughs> justified. The law's right in front of you, um, at least the keeper of it. But the point I'm trying to make is, you know, that in the Old Testament, everything was to be, you know, kind of governed by these laws, by these commandments that the Lord gave, but that God gave. God knew at that time that that wasn't going to be enough, that that relationship was not going to be solidified so that's why he sent jesus which mm-hmm. is what we're going to celebrate of what jesus did the sacrifice that he made and his resurrection so because of because of that sin you know on the secular definition looks like it's a law like something you're supposed to do right and wrong mm-hmm. and it's not like a moral compass that you can have but it's actually the offenses you know unjustified by man and fully justified by god Mm. that's where that's where it lies so with that in context if we look at you know the strong's concordance definition of the word sin it says you know a primitive root you know properly to miss hence it's figuratively or generally to sin and then it says by inference to forfeit lack expiate repent lead astray condemn bear the blame cleanse commit by fault harm he hath done loss miss to offend offer for sin purge purify make self-reconciliation and then it says to cause or make sin and then it says sinful sinness and then the last one it says is trespassive mm-hmm. so when we when we think about what sin is from a biblical definition it's really those things that we commit against god's will mm-hmm. right and god's will for some people looks to be an evolution as you go through the bible but it's not it's just an absolute right like there's no there's no progressiveness to us right to it because of who god is mm-hmm. he was and is and is to come mm-hmm. right so he hasn't changed in the in, in what we would call the beginning of time to what we're going to call the end of time he's still the same mm-hmm. So Old Testament to New Testament, none, none, none of that has changed. We, as man, have redefined sin mm. as we have evolved to accepting sin, becoming more sinful, and that has been taking place since Adam in the garden. So when we look at that sin in itself, we have to recognize that any, any, any portion, variation, or even a, the smallest little minuscule scent of sin is a foul odor in God's nose. Mm. Right. And that's what we have to kind of understand as we look at sin so that we never get to the point and we already have. But we never get to the point where that smallest little um, scent of sin is okay, Mm. Right. And God's knows. Mm. Yeah. You said you said so much right there. It's it's like I vomited. Okay, Yeah. (laughs) I kept like thinking of all the different things. I was like, man, you're so right. Oh, man, you're so right. Oh, man, that's good. Like, you know, you like to even think like as humans we're like habitual line steppers you know like so i think that <laughs> right. I, th- I think that's why like sin's been redefined over and over because yes. we tr- keep trying and keep trying you know we're constantly pushing our limits like you mm-hmm. can look at everything about our nation even to this very point like every every little bit is trying to push to the very limit and sometimes a little over but then they just scale back mm-hmm. and leave it at that pushed limit and you think like okay at least it's better than over the edge but it's still like really bad and then that's a redefinition and then now you're now they're able to like kind of gain ground and then move forward again so they keep advancing like sin keeps advancing and and sin you know is a noun and a verb you know Mm. like it's a it's a it's it's a sin that could be a person place or thing as a noun you know Mm. like fill in the blank or sin is also a verb because it's an action you've committed it Mm -hmm. and that's where that 
that disposition of sin is one of the the ver you know the verb of of a, of a sin because there's actually three of them so it's like the commission omission and the disposition mm-hmm. and like the commission is uh you know something we're we're commanded we're told not to do yet we then do it mm-hmm. omission is like you know we we know it and then we still do it you know mm-hmm. and then the disposition the, the disposition is just our ill will or our motive to to do it you know mm-hmm. just because it's in our heart already and and that's where i think joe the brother that mentioned it in the study like i think that's where he meant about david because it was in chapter 11 that he mentioned it and and david's sin became you can see it was like his motive to just keep covering the sin. So he just played God and tried to like, tried to end the sin. You know, like, mm. oh man, I, you know, I lusted. Oh yeah. Then I committed adultery. Oh, she's pregnant. Now I have to cover it up. Mm-hmm. And then now his way of covering it was all these schemes. It was all evil motive. And mm-hmm. it was all that disposition because he was just playing God, trying to orchestrate, you know, orchestrate circumstance to make it look like mm-hmm. he didn't sin. But in reality, he did and never came clean and it like continued to to manifest snow- and multiply. Yeah. yeah. Snowballed downhill yeah. to, to this huge thing at the end. Mm. Um, so that being said, you know, chapter 12 is where we get like a Psalms 51 because now the prophet Nathan comes to him and calls him out for his sin. And now David's David needs to be accountable in front of not only man, but in front of God, because now he realizes he sees the way that Nathan delivers that mm. that you know that parable basically D- David sees that sin from God's point of view and sees how detestable and ugly and sm- stinky that sin is to where now David has to repent and you know in Psalms 51 I'm just going to read the first 5 verses you can read the rest um on your own um but it says Psalms 51 verse 1 have mercy on me o god because of your unfailing love, because of your great compassion, blot out the stain of my sins. Wash me clean from my guilt. Purify me from sin. For I recognize my rebellion. It haunts me day and night against you, and you alone have I sinned. I have done what is evil in your sight. You will be proven right in what you say, and your judgment against me is just. For I was born a sinner, yes, from the moment my mother conceived me. So me, you know, like I think that point of those lessons in those two chapters of Second Samuel is to realize that that sin does separate us. Like it's a separation and it's something that God can't tolerate mm-hmm. and that there are also consequences from those, you know, bad decisions, bad choices. Yeah, And you could see the evolution of like the smallest intent when he's on the roof and he sees you know, Bathsheba, yeah. right? Where if if we hit the rewind button from there, you're like, oh, well, you know, he just saw and then he, he fleshed out. I was like, well, he should have actually actually been divorced. Right. And then if you fast forward, seen, yeah. yeah, if you fast forward to after, you know, his post-repentance, that next time of war comes out, right, it, it's ready. And Joab calls him like, hey, look, we got to go fight. And he's mm-hmm. like, all right, let's go. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, you know, the, 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 the inception point of where he shouldn't have been that repentance brought him to where he needed to be that next time, right? And David gives us a great example of of, of how that looks. But something you, you you mentioned about you know the 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 steps that he went through to cover up, right? Mm-hmm. And and how it just kept kind of dominoing, and, and you said snowball that just it began to grow more and more. Well, if we look at back in Genesis in chapter four, we could see where you know adam and eve's sin in the garden and how that next generation you know began to 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 fully manifest sin in front of us right when when cain when cain murders abel right god god immediately calls him out Mm. right immediately calls him out and then has this interesting interaction that that most people probably know but if we think about how it went down there's there's a couple of things right one god god knows right <laughs> yeah. don't don't miss that right yeah. god knows don't forget that and even though he he was in the garden and said you know adam where are you it's not like he didn't know where he was he was asking him like spiritually like where you where you at yeah yeah checking you know I mean? him. he was checking him right he was checking him <laughs> Check well this is the same conversation he's going to have with the son right that you know hey king where what are you doing where are you right why is your brother's blood crying mm. out to me from the ground ouch right but the cool thing is, he says, you know, where's your brother? 
And then, you know, Kane in a little bit of a tude says, well, my, my brother's keeper. A lot of people mess that up. That mm-hmm. is not a good statement right. at all. Right. Right. Yeah. Cause it's that's like post murder. Right. I was going to say, that's like a, that's one of those cover ups again. Yeah. It's like an excuse. Like, what, what do I know? I don't yeah. know. Right. Right. It's like the people that are guilty and you ask them what happened. I don't know. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> you know, we watch, we watch, we like our, our, uh, our, our investigative, uh, mystery shows right uh like like the first 48 and stuff like that and uh man i I, every time they not every time a lot of times they get people in that interview room and they have proof that that person's guilty and they're like we just want to hear your story and find out and they start to ask them and they play dumb and then they like show them another one piece of evidence they're like oh well you know and then another piece of evidence and finally sometimes they admit it other times they're like going to jail fully convicted of murder up to the point where like your dna is there like i know you did it mm. right like there is no there's no doubt right video evidence i saw your hand on the gun and you shot him and they're like that wasn't me <laughs> wasn't me you know what i mean that's what kane is doing right in front of god he's like oh, i don't know what you're talking about and that's like well you know your your brother's blood is crying out from the ground but i want to read um verses uh six and seven here real quick um just because of of how it frames sin um god knowing it his judgment and then his love yeah right nice so um in verse six here it says so the lord said to cain why are you angry and why has your countenance fallen if you do well will you not be accepted and if you do not do well listen to this sin lies at the door and its desire is for you but you should rule over it Verse 8 says, Now Cain talked with Abel his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel his brother and killed him. And then the Lord begins to have this conversation. See, God was reminding him, like, the sin lies at the door, mm-hmm. right? And its will is for you. It wants to rule over you. And then there's that greatest word, right, in the mm-hmm. Bible, but, yeah. right, but, right, but God. Mm-hmm. But you, you can rule over it, mm-hmm. Right? You can, you, you can, and I have as God, right. Conquered this, but are you going to accept it? Right. Right. And how, you know, how, how is your heart going to be because of that sin, which is the most important thing, because when we look at sin, it hardens you, it hardens you. You know, when David, when David, you know, committed adultery, he was hardened to the point where he could commit murder. Mm. If we were to scale things, adultery and murder, you know, are two separate things. Mm. To God, that's still sin. Yeah. Right? He doesn't have like the sliding scale of sin. Mm-mm. Like once you have wrong, that's it. Mm. So it behooves us not to 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 one sin obviously, but to actually accept any portion of it and recognize again like I mentioned earlier like what that scent is and the nostrils of God and how foul that 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 odor is mm. because you know as Cain as Cain you know begins to, to 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 recognize the conversation that he's having with God and how he is called out and how God reminds him of this sin like we can we can see the heart of God working through Cain right there he was already forgiven mm. he was already given dominion over it mm. Right. All of that had already, you know, been given to him. Right. He didn't accept it. Right. And that's that's the same with us. Right. We already have the ability to conquer any sin that's thrown our way. But are we gonna do we're it? Gonna do it, yeah. It's a good uh it's a good point. I think maybe even like a future podcast episode topic could be on on the forgiven side of things, mm. especially coming up to Easter because you know, we we are sinners. We're born that way. I mean, it says it. it we we see it in action there with the Cain and Abel, mm-hmm. and it's like we we can't, you know, we can't sometimes can't control like that, you know, initial fleshly response. Sometimes it it does happen because we are a work in progress. It's not like we're perfect, um, but without repenting, obviously, like things continually get worse. You know, like you're you're gonna uh, like in David's circumstance he he made others or he committed other sins in trying to c- cover up the one sin mm-hmm. um and my brother uh tony said one time tony thompson he said that um we were like we were escape artists you know we still are in some ways but he said we were escape artists uh, bc days because 
you know, if we got in trouble, we were always throwing the, 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 the blame on someone else, or we would kind of skirt, you know, around responsibilities. So we were always like escape artists. We were always mm. trying to get out of, you know, the consequence where, uh, there is not, the, you can't get away from it. Sin, you know, the wages of sin are, are, are death. It's mm. going to lead to death one way or another. And the death that it speaks of is not necessarily the physical death. You know, it's not saying, that that sin is necessarily going to lead to a physical death, which we are dying, like physical death is inevitable, but the death it's talking about is the separation of from God, you know, mm. like that spiritual death. Correct. You know, like that's yeah. the death of no return, you know, and right. you're, when, when you're judged and sent to that, that abuso, the, you know, mm -hmm. the, even the, the lake of fire, the final resting place for, for unbelievers, that mm. judgment um, there's no coming back from that, you yeah. know, at that point. So like, that's that final separation, the spiritual death of that sin is going to lead to. So in James 1, 12 uh, to 15, it says, God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. Afterward, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. And remember, when you are being tempted, do not say God is tempting me. Mm. God is never tempted to do wrong and he never tempts anyone else. Temptation comes from our own desires, which entices uh, entice us and drag us away. These desires give birth to sinful actions, and when sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to death. Mm. So, you know, to me, these verses have been, you know, James is one of my favorite books, but it's just eye-opening to read it again because it's like, man, like so much of sin, if not all, is self-inflicted. Mm -hmm. Like it's all sin that we we for the most part cause it ourselves either being tempted to do it or knowing we shouldn't do it in doing it or you know justifying in it and doing it whatever the excuse may be we find a way to try to be that escape artist to still get away with things but where it's like no like that's just going to give birth to death because mm -hmm. as that sin grows and as it progresses it's not actually progressing it's digressing you you know like your spiritual state your connection and fellowship with god like you know david was was most heard about in mm. in in that story was him realizing that his fellowship with god was was hindered was mm. was you know no longer because or not no longer but it was separated it was, it was broken, broken. Yeah. it was like distant because of what he did it wasn't because of what god did mm -hmm. god didn't do any of that if anything, God will test you, but he doesn't tempt you in a way of, like, sin, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, so, um, our sinful desires, it's it's that, that temptation, all that strives and stems from what's in us already. So we have to, like, like God tells Cain, like, you have what, it's, what it takes to endure, you know? Mm -hmm. Faithful, the, God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation after we receive a crown of life, like, we have that victory, but like you said, are we going to like stand in it or we're going to yeah. receive it, <laughs> receive it. Right. And, and, and hold on to it, hold fast to it. Right. Because in the instance of, of Cain, you know, that murder that, that he committed, you know, was in his heart first. Right. Yeah. You know, that sin that we commit is in our heart mm -hmm. first, you know, and there's, there's sins that we, we may commit, you know, unknowingly, but that's just because we have a wicked heart. It's not because, you know, there's actually a uh, a veil that's, you know, covering us and that we're not knowing and just falling and tripping into sin. That's hmm. not the case. Yeah. You know what I mean? We, we're just that bad. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're that wicked. Mm. Um, but because of, of, of the things that I mentioned, you know, earlier, I did want to kind of talk about um, in Exodus chapter 20, um, you know, the Ten Commandments, the Ten Commandments are given. And as they're as they're given, there's like a, a, a recognizing by the Israelites of who God is. Mm -hmm. And when they when they see it, they're 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 pretty fearful. Mm. And they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Right. <laughs> they're like, Moses, why don't you go and, <laughs> and, and, and talk to him? And then we'll hang out over here and yeah. you come tell us what he says. <laughs> right. You know, the escape artist, escape artist, right. Straight up escape artist. <laughs> but, you know them seeing that is 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 kind of that forming of the understanding of who God is. Mm -hmm. 
we should absolutely have a fear of God. Mm. And that's where, that's where sin should really bring us to when it's recognized as like, I have sinned against God and you only mm. have I sinned, right? That's, that's the, the recognition. But I'm going to read um, verses 18 through 20 here. So it says, now all the people witnessed the thunderings, the lightning flashes, the sound of the trumpet, and the mountain smoking. And when the people saw it, they trembled and stood afar off. Then they said to Moses, you speak with us and we will hear, but let not God speak with us lest we die. <laughs> and Moses said to the people, do not fear, for God has come to test you. And that his fear may be before you, get this, so that you may not sin, hmm. so that you may not sin. So the people stood afar off, but Moses drew near the thick darkness where God was. Hmm. So he's, at, he's before this thundering, loud noise, cloud of smoke, and the people are like, whoa, <laughs> your minds are blown, right? <laughs> And, and they, they, they get to understand like the majesty of God and the greatness of God. But at the same time, like if God's able to do all that, like they realize that they are not worthy. Mm. And they tell Moses, maybe you are. Mm. Can, you, can you go for us? Mm -hmm. Can you be an advocate for us? Right. And Moses is saying, don't worry about it. This is all so that you guys don't sin. The commandments that we're given are so that you, are, you don't sin. It's not the divine law, mm. right? Yeah. It's that divine relationship that we're trying to honor, that God wants with us. That's why he came down there. That's why he gave him the commandments. He didn't give him the commandments because he wanted them to be, you know, air quotes here, law-abiding citizens. Yeah. He wanted a relationship. He wanted them to understand that he is holy, therefore they should be holy. Mm. He is calling them to himself, but they can't come without the repentance of their sins. They, mm. can't, they can't bridge that gap. And rather than recognizing that, they're like, Moses, you go. Yeah. You go. Yeah, pass the buck. Pass the buck. Yeah. Pass the buck. That's messed up. Yeah. They're like, uh, Moses, you handle that. I'm like, it's like, you know. Tell us what he said. Tell us what he yeah. said. Tell us again. <laughs> Picture like the, you know, like the sibling, you know, getting mm -hmm. behind the other sibling. Like, yeah. Oh, no, you go do it. I'm pushing them into like the, you know, the danger zone first. Like, right? you, you you tell me how it is over there. Right. And, um, you know, that that is... Um, that's because of our sin. We we feel like, you know, we should have like Pastor David, Trujillo, uh, David Trio just talked about this on Wednesday about the fear of God. The two, mm -hmm. you know, there's a reverent fear. Yes, you need to fear him as you know, as a father, as you know, the creator. But there should also be a fear of you know the fear of judgment at the end. You know, like if you are not right with him, we mm -hmm. should know that that is disobedience and disobedience brings judgment mm -hmm. and no matter if you believe it or not it's just the truth of the matter there's always going to be consequences no matter what your action is like whether good or bad like so if you continually do bad the consequence is gonna you know at some point catch up like people feel like they can get away with it forever but mm -hmm. i you know I, I always like my mind is always blown because i'm like man especially nowadays this age so much stuff is recorded and videoed and on record so like mm. you know you see how people get to this certain level and then they'll fall or get to a certain level and it's not enough and yet people don't aren't learning from those examples mm -hmm. they kind of just follow the same pattern so i always make the joke that man common sense isn't like so common anymore because mm -hmm. it's called common sense but it's not really so common right so i was reading um in proverbs and I think it's 14, 814 in NLT, it says, common sense and success belong to me, insight and strength are mine. Mm -hmm. And that was because it's it's basically wisdom. It's like wisdom talking, right? Mm -hmm. and, and what's the foundation? Wisdom is what? You know, like For the fear, of, God, fear right? of the Lord, right? Yeah. So like the foundation of that is set, like the wisdom is set on on fear of the Lord. So mm -hmm. common sense isn't common because no one has fear for the Lord. That's it. And then it all got... It all got kind of removed as people began to test him, which right. is a, a scary thought. Right. Yeah, you, you brought up a good point just about the overall fear of God, because that's really where sin is recognized and understood. Mm. 
Um, and that's where wisdom is held, right? And that's where the beginning of it is. Um, and and you, you brought up Proverbs. There's two Proverbs that, that I thought about um, that the Lord brought to me, I should say. Um, and Proverbs 14.9 says, Fools mock at sin, but among the upright there is favor. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's interesting, you know, to think about like the wisdom side of what that says, 149. Um, is that, you know, but among the upright there is favor. It didn't say like the sinless, right? Or mm -hmm. the perfect, because we'll never reach that. But yeah. the upright, yeah. there's favor. Our our what you got something? Yeah, the Your NLT. Translation? Yeah, NLT what? is kind of like it's interesting actually. What it, does it says say? fools make fun of guilt, but the godly acknowledge it and seek reconciliation. Yeah, wow. I was like, they're like, whole, like a definition to upright. I mean, that's what you know. You just change the words of God right yeah. there. You might want to walk away from that translation. Yeah. Like, I'm kidding. <laughs> what are you reading? <laughs> what are you reading? Wow. <laughs> Watchtower, <laughs> yeah, guilt to send the guilt. Okay, um, but the 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 fact is that you know we we are not perfect, but God honors our attempts to continue to seek Him in repentance of sin, right? And that's where you know among the upright there is favor. That's where we're going to find that favor with Him because we're continuing to seek Him, right? Yeah. The further we don't, like there's this gap, right? And we begin to out not outflank that's a bad word but to, to to basically remove ourselves from his protection to where now there's consequences mm. you know not only from god but because of our free will right mm. that is allowed by god right so because of our free free will and desire to sin there's consequences there's absolute consequences mm. and in proverbs chapter 20 verse 9 it says who can who can say i have made my heart clean i am pure from sin there's there's no none righteous no not one right and we'll get to this in a little bit i'm sure in romans chapter three Ooh. but right but all have sinned and that's where we have to understand like we are sinners mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean we sin more mm -hmm. that means we say god you are holy yeah. i repent of my sin i'm sorry help me be more like you and that mm -hmm. should be our prayer like every single day as we as we seek that we begin to help ourselves walk through this sanctification process where right. we can we continue to be more like him each day. But when we don't, we're either we're we're either what the world would call standing still, which is a recession, right? We're actually going backwards. Um, but we're 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 standing still and we're allowing the enemy who's continually pursuing us, which which we read earlier that is, you know, is waiting at the door, mm -hmm. right? You know, and it, and its desire is for us. We're allowing that to draw closer to us, right? Mm -hmm. And we um, have to recognize that. One, that we have a sin nature. Two, that, 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 that its desire is for us. But three, that we have overcome it. We can, we can do it, but we have to seek the Lord to do it. It's not in our own will. Mm -hmm. I can't wake up and say, I'm not sinning today because I have control over this. That's not true. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a, actually a lie to yourself, too. Right, which is a sin. Which is a sin, yeah. And it just reminded me, that's why I marked, when you were talking, I marked my Bible, because I was like, oh, 1 John 1, 8 actually says that, you know. If, uh -oh. if, we, if we claim, Ooh. yeah, if we claim to not have sin or have no sin, we are fooling ourselves, but not living in the truth. So, you know, um, that is a daily prayer, even for myself, and that and that's where Romans came in big time for, for my walk, was realizing that even... Paul struggled with things that he didn't want to do, yet he found himself doing. And I was like, oh, man, that's that's proof that you're not perfect. Like, soon as you are saved, you don't just become perfect. Mm -hmm. and, at, and up until that point, I felt like I was missing the mark because I was like, I'm not perfect. I keep, like, finding myself in situations I shouldn't be, or I make a decision that is a bad one, or I react in a way that is sinful, like an angry or something like that, because that's sin too. Mm -hmm. There's so many layers to it. So like, and then I reading Romans and really letting that, you know, sink into my heart and really reading it with an open heart and mind. And I, I realized like, oh man, like it, there is no perfection on this side of heaven. So mm -hmm. it is a constant wanting to be better. And that's a good want. That's mm -hmm. a conviction from the spirit, the Holy Spirit leading you to, him because mm -hmm. you you're going to want to get you know 
as you get closer to that to that light, you're going to want to be, you know, or you're going to be less and less dark, right? Because you're going to be like, there's no more shadows the closer you get. So mm-hmm. as that light gets revealed, and and I feel like that's part of our walk is when we start to realize that we are going to fall short, we are going to sin. No, it doesn't give us the permission or right to sin, like you said, but it mm-hmm. does give us the right and permission to hold fast to the Lord's promise, saying that he, he, he forgives the sinner and he mm-hmm. is there for the sinner and he will forgive us when we repent. Um, Ephesians 2, 1 through 5 says, um, Once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins, you used to live in sin, just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers in the unseen world. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. All of us used to live that way, following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. But our very nature, we were subject by our very nature, we were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. But God, but God is so rich in mercy, and He loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, He gave us life when He raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. So, you know, that was, that's, you know, Romans, Ephesians, and James. Those are my favorite books because of these very verses, these promises that say like yeah you're not perfect and you are a sinner you were born that way you're dead dead but when you repent and when you give your life to jesus he starts making that dirty water clean you know Mm -hmm. he starts filtering in the clean water which is filtering out the the muddy muddy water (laughs) the dirty water yeah yeah that's a great portion of scripture because it also addresses the grace of god Mm. you know the works-based faith issue right (laughs) you know ephesians um is one of my favorite too but especially that 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 particular portion because of of how paul kind of lines that out you right. know to a church that was surrounded by by sin and right and, and and lust of the flesh and lust of the eyes and even the pride of life because of where they were sounds like us oh what <laughs> what <laughs> no <laughs> i'm telling you that's why that book spoke to me Rome, right. romans and ephesians are both like those books where it's like wow this is I wasn't, you know, I felt like I was a Roman. Like yeah. I was like, man, I was that Gentile Roman. Mm-hmm. You know, I was even coming from the Catholic background. It made sense. Like Roman Catholic. Roman Catholic. Like, you know, I was like, this is, this is me. Yeah. And then, wow. Like, thank you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Thank you, God. And then, yeah. He works in those, those mysterious ways sometimes. Amen to that. Yeah. I was actually, um, even as we were, I was preparing for this, I kind of went through our old Roman study, just the book. <laughs> mm-hmm. My goodness. That study was no joke. Yeah. That study was, I forgot, that was the most difficult study. Yeah. It was my favorite. Yeah. It was, <laughs> like, it It was deep. It changed my walk. Yeah, yeah. for sure. It, it was, was very really, deep. really deep. I, yeah. I just, I, I, and it, I, not that I didn't go through it and understand it, you know what I mean? But I kind of was um, reading the questions, and I I take my notes separate. I never write in the books. Oh, okay. Because I, my intention is to hopefully hand them down to my kids. Mm. Or if anybody ever wants it, you know, I have it to give to them. And mm. it's not my opinion on what that book was. It's whatever the Lord gives to you out of that. Mm. So I have my notes separate. So I'm just kind of reading through it going, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> you know, I ended up spending like an hour going through something on a rabbit hole that, you know, had nothing to do with what <laughs> we were doing here. But I was like, oh, man, this was good. Yeah. <laughs> but the point being that, you know, our flesh is is is, is really addressed in Ephesians and Romans so well. Mm. Um, because of how Paul understood who he was writing to, what they were facing. And like you said earlier, it is no different than what we are now, right? And it's no different, believe it or not, in, 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 the, in the eyes of God than it was in the Old Testament all the way to, 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 to judgment time and revelation hmm. because you know that sin um, created a gap, right? And that's what Jesus came to fill. Hmm. So you mentioned First uh, John uh, chapter one, verse eight. I wanted to read um, verses eight through ten uh, because it's important, right? If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. However, get this: if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Hmm. If we say that we have not sinned, we make Him a liar, and Ooh. His word is not in us. So he addresses that fact of saying that you do not have sin twice, kind of bookends a little bit, right, between those three verses of what you what 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 you have 
what you deny, what you have and what you deny. Yeah. And he starts with what you have and then he starts and, and finishes with what you deny because we are sinful. If we deny that, we're denying him. Hmm. If we're denying him, he's not in us. Right. That is a that is a dangerous place to be. Right. A very dangerous place to be. You know, I as a as a kid, I always had, and it's hard to explain, like from like my earliest, earliest memories, like a fear of God. Hmm. From my earliest memories. That doesn't mean I was good. <laughs> I just knew that there was judgment there, right? Um, and as I grew up. You know, we both grew up Catholic, specifically Roman Catholic. And as I grew up, I realized that, well, there's this place that you could go and you just confess your sins and and then you're good. <laughs> the problem was that that confession wasn't wholeheartedly a true repentance. It was a list of what I did wrong the ones you were willing to say. Okay. Then, then there's that, right? You know, it, Trujillo <laughs> brought that up. I was like, and I, and I wanted to be like, well, actually what, what what ends up happening is you go there and you lie to him about what you sinned, which is another, sugarcoat <laughs> another sin. Yeah. And then you bail. Right. But it was seriously to go do the same thing. That, that, that recognition of sin is one thing. The repentance of sin mm -hmm. is a, a completely different approach right because that repentance is like a it's an about face right you mentioned the light and the shadows if you're facing the light there is no shadow if your back is turned to the light then there's a shadow mm -hmm. if you're even sideways you can see the shadow mm -hmm. if you're facing the light yeah. there is no shadow right. it's impossible yeah cast it all out it's all is, out yeah. it's all gone right so that that is a representation of what you know our sin is it should forever be behind us and we shouldn't turn around and look at him like what is it right it doesn't matter yeah right we repented i want nothing to do with that lord that's yours i'm gonna give that to you and i'm walking towards the light i'm walking towards you hmm. and that's what that's what you know john is trying to let us know that's why jesus came is so that we can repent of that sin and let it go but at the same time we cannot deny and say we don't have sin yeah we do mm -hmm. so that from a position standpoint just accept the fact that we're sinful right and repent of it mm. repent to god you know of it you just made me think of when you were talking about that like I, you know and i don't have the verses off the top of my head but you know um judas he 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 kind of confessed to man even after the fact when he when he took the money and then betrayed Jesus. Mm, his thirty pieces. His, yeah, his first <laughs> action after that is he goes back to them and tries to give them the money back because he's saying that like I did something wrong basically, but instead of confessing to God, he confesses to man, mm -hmm. and then man kind of just like, oh well, that was your choice. Too bad, you know, like you already did it. What's done is done, and then he feels so bad about it, he goes and takes his own life. Mm-hmm. Because he confessed to man, so like that was to, to me that that was like even like a a vivid example of the confession to man's not going to make you you know better by yeah. any means. It's not going to clear your conscience. It's not going to uh, change your emotional state. Nothing because you're still going to have that heaviness mm -hmm. of that sin of that separation from God on your conscience and, and, and on your person. You know, so you're going to have to walk around with this thing on your back. Mm. You know, you, you say that uh, you know unforgiveness is a is a monkey on the back but think of like the unrepented sin and how heavy that is and that's where you know david's talking about in that psalm where he's talking about that separation and how heavy it felt and how it dragged drug his day out and made him feel sluggish and un, unable to you know to complete a day without feeling a certain type of way that's that sin just lingering you mm. know it's just holding mm, on weighing to on you. way yeah, yeah big time so you know and that you know to say you don't have that is a you know another lie, and it's from the from the enemy because he's trying to catch you in that despair to make you feel bad, to make you go do something irrational like a Judas did, you know, where Peter repented and repented in his heart in a way mm -hmm. of like, yeah, I, I didn't do I didn't do the right thing, but I also love Jesus, and Jesus meets him at the shore and says do you love me? And has to ask them three times to get them clean of that, that sin of, uh, you know, of denying mm. 
the knowing of uh, of Jesus, you know. Yeah, and the recognition of of who he was. And one of my favorite questions is, you know, and and I think the first time I heard it was maybe from from John Mata, but it was like or pastor. Um, but he said, "Do you think it was pastor?" And John had repeated it. <laughs> Do you think that Judas knew that he was Judas? Mm-hmm. Do you think that he knew? Mm-hmm. Right? Because in the in in the moment, you know, 30 pieces of silver, I'll give you who you want, and he recognizes what he did. He goes back and they want no part of him. Mm-hmm. So that's your problem. Yeah. We can't take the money. We don't want you. Like you buy. Yeah. You you see to it. That's how the world treats you. Straight up. When you sin. Straight Even up. Even if they get what they want, they're still gonna treat you that exact same that way. That exact same way. That's your problem. So not only did he betray the Messiah, he was rejected by the people that he betrayed him to. So now he had no place to go. He had nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. He did. He didn't. He didn't belong with the apostles. He could not go back to them. They saw that, right? And he couldn't go back to the people because he was still one of the apostles. Right. Yep. And that's a that's a crazy that's Outca- a outcasted himself. He was on an island real quick. Yeah, real quick. <laughs> real quick. Yeah. All those bridges. <laughs> Right? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Burnt up. Burnt up. It's just you. Um, I, I also, I also see what Judas did and the sin that he committed against the Lord, um, was already forgiven, because if you look at what Jesus said to him when he showed up, he said, "Friend, why have you come?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just that. I don't know why that that rings in my head, but he's like, friend, why did you? Why have you come? Why are you here? Mm-hmm. Jesus knew. Yeah. He saw the army of people behind him. Yeah. He knew exactly why he was there. He knew how much what the cost was mm. from the guy that held the money. Right? He wanted more. And he and calls he, him friend. Yeah, he calls him friend. Friend, why have you come? Yeah. At that point, you know, Judas could have repented. He to to Jesus to his face in front of all those people, but he didn't. And like you said, he went he went to man. He's like, hey guys, I made a mistake. I I, I can't have this on me. Mm-hmm. So the 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 cool thing about that lesson is the money was the least relevant thing. Mm-hmm. It was the least relevant thing because and yet the Bible says it's the root of many evils. Many, <laughs> but it was the least relevant, right? right? So at the end, yeah. And it is. Well, if it is, material is it re- it irrelevant. You. Yeah, it's yeah. not relevant at the end. But it'll cause you to sin when you covet it. Boom. Right? So um, I wanted to read Romans chapter 3, verses 21 through 26. Um, what? I'm already there. Are you? Yeah. Dang, watch out for Nick. Why? Because you saw it coming or that's where you wanted no, to No, that's what I wanted to end to. I'll let you in there. You want to no. read those ones? Because I still have, I have one more. No. You no, sure? No, no. Yeah, we're good. Okay. Um. So Romans chapter th- chapter three verses twenty one through twenty six. A lot of people know twenty three, but it's it's important to read the whole little section there. It says, "But now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed." I'm gonna re- just I'm gonna just repeat that again. Mm-hmm. Listen to it. But now the righteousness of God is apart from the law is revealed, be witnessed by the law and the prophets, the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe, right? Everything is fulfilled in Jesus. So we, we, we really do have to rest in that and not necessarily get caught up in the law of man or even, even looking at, you know, what somebody would call righteousness. Like we just need to keep our eyes focused on Jesus, like eradicate everything else and just know that he fulfilled it all. He is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through him. We have to rest in that. And then he says, for there is no difference, right? For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God set forth as a propitiation by his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance, God had passed over the sins that were previously committed to demonstrate at the present time his righteousness that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Mm. So it's Jesus, Jesus, and Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> what we need and who we need. That's it. Everything just, you need. It's just Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, those are, you know, amazing verses in mm. an amazing book. Right. Inside of amazing God's word. <laughs> and it, you know, it, it says it right off the, off the bat in verse 23. Everyone has fallen short. Everyone's sinned, mm-hmm. you know, by God's standard. And God sets the standard. Truth is set by him. So if we're looking for truth and looking for the direction, we have to first get out of our own way because mm-hmm. our self causes us a blockage because we feel like we don't sin or we feel like we are good now because we have Jesus so we don't sin or we overlook the most you know, minute sin as not a sin because we justify it because it's not you know, so-and-so's sin, or it's better than so-and-so's sin, or whatever it may be, we all sin, we all fall short. There's no way we're getting to heaven, like you quoted John 14, 6. You know, mm-hmm. there's only one way. And uh, if we don't know that way, um, we're not going to get there. Yeah, because we don't have the direction, right? <laughs> if you don't know it, you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. Oh. So, you know, Romans three twenty three through 26 is definitely where I wanted to kind of sit at a little bit you know, towards the end, end side of this podcast, because as Easter approaches, we have to be fully relevant and or fully aware of uh, the reason Jesus did what he did. And, you know, it, it came, it started, you know, when he was, when he was first brought to the earth, you know, and why we celebrate Christmas, you know, when Christ came to the earth as a, as a baby, mm. that all those years were setting up the perfect time to be the Passover, the the lamb, you know, Mm -hmm. on Passover that sacrifices for us, for what? For our sins. So sin is so powerful and so um, unwanted and unallowed, like disallowed by the Lord or by God that he even sent his son to to die for it, to Mm -hmm. die for ours, to die for mankind's sin, to die for everyone's sin, because we've all fallen short. Even the person that like a Judas, like if mm-hmm. Judas would have repented at that moment, he would have been in, in heaven, and yeah. you know, like and and ultimately probably wouldn't have taken his take uh, took his life the way that he did because he would have felt that that peace of uh, being repentant mm-hmm. or being forgiven, you know, mm-hmm. and that's why I think forgiven might be another uh, podcast topic to talk about soon because I've taken that for granted for a, uh, for a lot of things where I. I'll pass over the forgiven state where it's like, oh yeah, okay, cool, I've been forgiven. And then you keep moving where it's like, have you fully accepted and received that forgiveness? Mm. Because we can still harbor things and we can mm. still hold those shameful or the things or the guilt or whatever it may be because of self. But we have to find a way to like give it to the Lord and realize that, yeah, we're just going to fall short because we're not God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And when we do that, you know, just like anything else, you know, when we give something to God, we get, you have to give it to him and you don't get it unless he gives That's it back right, to you. Yeah. You can't go back and pick it up and be like, oh, well, you know, mm. I got to hold on to this a little bit. Yeah. We can't do that. I'll carry that for you, Lord. I got that. I got that, Lord. You got a lot over there. Yeah, I'll take too that. Much. I'll get that. <laughs> yeah, I got that. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to end in first John chapter two, um, just verses one through two, because it's it's encouraging, you know, what, what John says. Um, and I'll just read it here. He says, my little children, <laughs> these things I write to you so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. I love that. Jesus Christ, the righteous. And he himself is a propitiation for our sins and not for ours only, but also for the whole world. So there's some people that are caught up in sin, that can't see their way out of sin and don't think that that forgiveness is for them because of what they did. Mm-hmm. But what they miss is that Jesus came so that all would come to repentance right. for the whole world. So it's not that your sin is preventing you, right? It's that you're in the way, mm. right? It's not, it, the, your sin is in the way of the relationship. What do you have to do is just give it up. Mm-hmm. Right. That sin could be that spiritual eclipse that's in front of you and the SON, but you have to give it up. Mm-hmm. You just give it up. And a lot of people, 
you know, we were talking about this before, but a lot of people see see the end of of Christianity and think that they can't reach that point. They don't understand. It, it's a walk. Mm-hmm. Like daily, you know, we deny ourselves and we pick up our cross. Mm-hmm. It's a daily thing. So what some people see as, you know, righteousness and obeying the laws and all this other stuff, you know, that that's just a repented person. That's a difference. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to help people to understand and witness and, and sometimes in words mm-hmm. that that, re- that repentance is where it's at. And that's what we're coming up against, you know, with 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 Easter and what the whole point of it was, mm-hmm. you know, even over, you know, Passover. That. You know, you are you are dedicating yourself to the Lord and having this remission of sins, repenting of your sins and understanding like what that was on. That was on Jesus. It wasn't on any action that you were going to do, but he was that Passover lamb. Mm -hmm. Right. And he was that sacrifice so that we have that opportunity to have that relationship. Denying that is denying everything that Jesus did on the cross, which is a very dangerous thing. Right. Yeah, it's. You know, it's um, it's actually like the only unforgivable, unforgivable sin, right? Pardonable sin. Unpardonable yeah. sin is is the quenching or denying the Holy Spirit. Yeah. yeah. So it's like you know, it just made me think of that right now when you're saying that because I'm like, wow, that's that's actually the biggest sin you can do is say that it's not for you mm-hmm. because you're obviously if you're in that conversation, there's some sort of conviction probably happening or some sort of you know, maybe someone sharing the faith with you and you're putting up that blocker saying, no, 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 that's not for me. Mm-hmm. You're actually kind of, you're quenching and blocking and you're blaspheming the spirit because you're not saying that it's possible where the word says it's possible for anyone and everyone, no matter what you've done or did, you know, mm-hmm. like the thief on the cross, you know, mm-hmm. like he's welcomed into paradise by, by basically just saying he believes, mm-hmm. you know, and then Jesus is like, your faith is, you know, I'll see you in paradise, you know, like, so it's, it's a day. Today, I'll see you in paradise. So, you know, to me, I'm like, when people say those things, I just, you know, I pray for them, obviously, but I do shake my head, too, because I'm like, oh, man, like that, that unbelief is what's keeping you from Mm -hmm. connecting to the one that's going to give you the peace and power and joy and everything else that the fruit of the Spirit is going to indwell in your life. And, And who knows how much fruit you can actually bear if you let that root go down into a good soil rather mm-hmm. than being on these hard rocks and pavement and stuff that the world set up because mm. stony ground yeah because i mean that's the enemy's not going to give no fertile ground for people to grow on like he's his his stuff that he sets up is all rocky and unsettled and you know a bunch of like no soil to even grow roots too because it's mm. a bunch of rocks and movable plates where Jesus sets up that soil where it's like a, you know, a picture of a tilled garden. It's tilled, yeah. fertilized, ready to go. Ready to be just receiving of the seed so that you can actually grow from it. And, uh, you know, you picture like, I, you know, I don't know about you, you know, but I, I know us too. We've driven a, a few places to go camping and places like that where you, you can tell where water is because it's always the greenest. It's mm-hmm. always got the most life, you know, and that, and I feel like, for a for a, a believer, when you are forgiven and you know you're forgiven of that sin, your your life starts to be greener because you're mm-hmm. closer to that that living water. Mm-hmm. You're not trying to grow through a bunch of rocks and, and beyond that stony ground. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's uh let's pray it out. Dear Jesus, thank you for today. Thank you for blessing us and watching over us. We just thank you for this time we've had to to talk about you, and I uh, just thank you for um, sending your son to to die on the cross to forgive us uh, of our sins. And as we've talked about um, the different layers and and uh, ways that we sin or can sin or have sin, Lord, I just thank you for forgiving us of, uh, of and having just the grace and the mercy to forgive us of, of those sins, Lord. And we just thank you for all that you do in and through our lives. And even though we are... Uh, born sinners and and uh, so many times seek our fleshly desire or fleshly ways, Lord, I pray that we uh, continually to try to do our best to to seek you and let you uh, fill in the gaps and let you do the rest where we can't do, uh, we can't obtain and and even uh, sometimes can't maintain uh, uh, what you have in our lives, Lord, and we just thank you for even trusting us um, yet sinners to to do so and I just pray that we can 
stand strong and, and hold fast to what you've uh, promised to us and what you've given to us and as far as uh, your word and, and uh, your commandments, Lord. I pray that we're obedient to, to those callings, Lord. I pray the, the same for, for those that are listening, Lord, that they can uh, not be stuck in that, that pit of despair or uh, stuck behind the, the blocker of self, Lord. I pray that we, we give it all to you no matter what it is and that uh, we continue to, to walk towards you, you as you uh, continue to reveal yourself to us. And we just thank you for all that you do. We thank you for all that you provide. And we look forward to what you have in store for us uh, today, tomorrow, and, and so on. We thank you. We love you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And don't forget, Jesus loves you. So do we. Thank you for listening to the Preserve and Illuminate podcast. We hope and pray this episode has brightened up your day. We appreciate you, and if possible, please post or share with anyone that may also enjoy our podcast. God bless.